Welcome to Justifying the F-Word, everyone. Another week down and we're back at it. Back at it, living our best life in our 40s and 50s. I mean, 60s too. You're in your 20s, we'll take you. <laughs> we'll take anybody. Oh, and your third. I mean, really any age. If you're like 16, tuning in, well, yeah. Good on you. <laughs> my my I mean, take on some I, good life advice. I was going to say, I don't, I don't think we have too many teenage listeners, but we might. Yeah. So for those of you turn, tuning in for the first time, justifying the F word means living your best life in your 40s and 50s and doing exceptional things. Exceptional. Like recapping this week. Oh, man. What a week. Yeah. Megan's been on... Uh, you've been in... Uh, how would we say this? Uh, hospital mode? Yeah. Couch mode? Yeah. So, um, yeah, coming up uh, tomorrow, it will be two weeks. But I finally feel like there is light, light at, at the, the end, end of, of the, the tunnel. tunnel. Yeah. But, um, yeah, been sick. And um, with that, I feel like it is it should not happen during summer. Because no. you have a revolving door. Like, in our house, it is just constantly in out mom we need to do this and and then throw on uh working and uh i have talked about it before is there's at least one or two days a week i get up at 3 30 in the morning and i've realized and it happens every summer that i was like okay we need to draw boundaries because I didn't kind of put it together. And one of the nights I still had kids at my house at 11 o'clock at night Well, <laughs> and I had to be up at three 30. So I was like, okay, if I go to bed right this second, four and a half hours, I don't know if you guys think that way, but I'm always like, I count out how many hours. Usually nine o'clock's a hard line for me. So yeah, I drive carpool. Well, the other thing too <laughs> is we have learned in our household that if we are laying down, like if it's a Saturday afternoon and you want to take a nap, it's a surefire way that our second born will come in and find you. And uh, or our third. The, or third, our third. Yeah. yeah, the last two. I mean, it's like the kind of deal if you're like, man, I haven't seen them in a while. I wonder, I just need them to come home. You just lay down. You just lay down or I go hop in the shower. <laughs> Because it is, it has happened where I'm like, oh, nobody's in the house. I'm going to go shower. And um, this has, hasn't happened for years. But one time our youngest walked in with like half the neighborhood boys and I'm in the shower. I mean, I think, I think we kept it classy, but I mean, it was, well, I'm like, get out of here. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it's a surefire deal that if you lay down, it's your, it's like uh it's like the I've, I just finished Vikings Von Halla, and it's Von like Halle. it's like the battle horn. There's something uh, something primeval that uh, maybe we was lost during evolution that goes off in our children's heads that it's time to walk in. The yeah, room. it's like yeah, it, it it's almost a joke in our family that you could be changing the kids could be totally preoccupied as soon as you're like you go in your room, you shut the door. And you start changing and they walk in and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. And you're like, my room. Oh yeah. It's no. my room. I'll, I'm I'll, going to the bathroom in my bathroom. I'll hear them coming in and I'm like, I'm naked, I'm naked, I'm naked. And all of a sudden the girl's like, no. They're like, like, lock the door. And you're like, it is my room. I'm like, Knock. the whole time that doorknob was turning, I was saying out loud, <laughs> I am, I am in my birthday suit birthday suit so uh i had a good week i was down in vegas and st george for st george utah for work so in the southern part of the state in the desert which was nice because it's the first time i've actually seen the sun or felt warmth upon my skin basically this entire spring so it rained honestly i know we brought it up in our last podcast but it rained all memorial day weekend and so tuesday morning when i got up to get out on the road I there was frost. Yeah, my truck was frosty. Yeah, my truck was covered in frost, and the sun was just starting to peak up, and the mountains were completely covered in snow. So it was a beautiful contrast because it was green with the snow, but I was just pissed at that. Point. Yeah, you're like, like, yeah, June first, there's frost. Yeah. yeah. So I came back from that trip, and our girls had been at a church camp, so we uh, we went and picked them up Friday night. And we got there just a little bit early, so we swung back to the gas station, and uh, Megan and I got some Scoobies and then headed back over, 
And for those of you that don't know, Scooby Snacks or Scooby Snacks. I know. We've realized like we've had our uh, kids' friends in the car and I'm like, do you want some Scoops? And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, Scooby Snacks. They're like dog treats. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. That's in our family. It's like when we do a, I was going to say Maverick run because that's like our gas station of choice. But when we go in the gas station, now a lot of you guys might not understand this because not all gas stations are created equally. And I feel like Utah, like for the most part, it's Utah the, and Texas really. Yeah, well, well, I will say, I will say come and goes are good. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some besides other besides the name. <laughs> I'm still confused by that. But anyway, we die. Quick trips are good. Yeah. yeah. But, um, it's the kind of deal. We have trained our kids, uh, to love Scooby snacks. It's going in, you grab your drink. Pick out your treat. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we picked out some treats. I got some sour, like gummy octopuses. And so I <laughs> ate like I I never get candy. I just usually don't and have it. And it was the like craving. ten o'clock at night. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, why not? I haven't had anything in a while. So I eat it and then I'm starting to feel a little off. And then when we picked them up, they had some pizza there. So I ate a piece of pizza. And by the way, time we got home, I was like, something's not right in my stomach. Like I felt like I was having massive acid reflux. Well, turns out I got food poisoning from something. And- We're telling ourselves it's food poisoning. Cause I literally, when I woke up and I, I mean, we'll just say it, if there was a sound of an exorcism, that is what happened Friday night in our house. It was one of those. And I was like, we are just coming off of like being sick. And I was like, if we have the stomach flu, I don't know if I can handle it. You know, so I about turned myself inside out. On I, it was like night. every 10, 15 I, minutes. Yeah. Even though we had lamb's blood above the door, the destroying angel still paid me a visit. And, I think you text the kids and said, I might not. Make yeah, it I, I told the kids you should probably come in and say goodbye. <laughs> yeah. So poor Quinn oh. food, food poisoning on Friday night. And then Saturday, I was just wiped. And and I feel so bad because, you know, uh, it's that time of year of getting out where we're like, we have so many projects and Quinn's like, I just want to edge the lawn. I just want to weed eat. And (laughs) And I was like, I thought I would never hear that out of your mouth. Yes. So one of my jobs this summer, I didn't realize it was going to be one of my jobs, but, um, a job or a job with a soft J is um, our youngest is a nine, almost 10 year old boy. And if you've had one, I, I think a lot of people can relate, but just with summer kicking off, I, my whole goal is to have him not burn down the city where we live in or in um, him to keep limbs. Yeah. Because- we've already lost half a tooth. Half a tooth's already been gone, um, but it is the kind of deal that he's just 100% boy, and um, he all this week just wants, we had to set rules as far as where you can shoot an airsoft gun. Yes. Yeah, that, and um, I mean, it was just one of those, they went on this little mini hike, and he's like, yeah, my friends and I were trying to figure out if we could make a fire, and I was like, okay, we got to set ground rules for the summer, but um, you got to tell them what Loki. Yeah, so they found just some random metal. Yeah, don't judge us, yeah, guys. So it just, is going to tie into the whole entire program. But they they just found some random metal, and so I'm half dead. Like our youngest and like two other boys in our neighborhood. Yeah. So I'm half dead, laying in the back in my in my bedroom, and I have the window open because it's still cold here. And, and he had to air. It. Yeah, I had yeah, to air yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah, so yeah. I had the window open. I was on the verge of. It was much like, uh, I don't know, like the picture after Lincoln's assassination when everybody's gathered around the bed saying Yeah, goodbyes. but we didn't want to come near because no. we're like, is it food poisoning? Yeah. Is stomach flu? We're, I mean, it was like... I was on my way out. We're drawing X's about, so, you know... All <laughs> I hear is this pink, 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 like something being hammered on and then like sanding or like a grinder. And so Megan comes in. I'm like... Well, yeah, you asked me and part of it was I knew what was going on, but I went out and I was like, eye protection. So (laughs) I look out there and uh, they had this, this scrap metal and they decided for Father's Day, which I know it's not quite Father's Day, but they were like too excited to give their dads. So they were wanting to make um, hatchets out of this scrap metal themselves. And I have to say, uh, Logan came in and gave me his (laughs) on Saturday. I was 
pretty impressed. Yeah, it's like, amazing. But I told him, I was like, you guys need eye protection. You're out there sanding metal and, you know, all of this. And um, I look out there and they're wearing ski goggles, like sitting by your fire pit. And they worked for probably like eight hours. Oh, yeah. Like it was forging those things, so it's it's quite impressive. Uh, there's this group of boys, and I swear they are. Just, they they've ran around. They're um, like since se- they were like two and a half. Yeah, they're like seventeen year olds trapped in like yeah, eight, and constantly uh, the moms. Uh, we all say we're like if we could GPS chip our our boys, we would because they run like a wild pack of wolves. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. (laughs) All right. So enough about that. We're going to dive into this episode. And the reason why we wanted to talk about this is we talk a lot about living your best life. Yeah. But part of living your best life is the word your, as in you. Yeah. Living your best life. So today we wanted to talk about being authentic, but more so than anything, the uh, term you do you. Yeah. So really when talking about living your best life, you can't get around the fact of self-acceptance and being authentic. So it's easy to sit there and say, oh, you know, I should be this, I should be that. But honestly, you need to be yourself and you need to be authentic. In short, this means finding out what makes you tick and tick, loving yourself. Tick, tick. Like time on Pink Floyd. Yeah. Yeah. Loving yourself. Or Stranger Things. Yes. Loving yourself for who you are. Yes. And I, I think this is one of those we've we've touched briefly on this subject. And I will say, okay, two things going into this discussion is one, this is way easier to talk about than do. It is a process. It's not something that happens overnight. And uh, Quinn and I have been working really hard um, at both of this, just being unapologetically yourself. But it, I mean, there's times where you're like, man, this is really hard. And the second thing is this is not an excuse to be a narcissist because I think a lot of times, you know, there's like the whole Ted talk of the art of not giving an F and all that, which love it. It is great. There's so many good principles in there and it's about you doing you, but it doesn't give you this card that you carry in your wallet that you're like, mm, I can just be, you know, an a-hole to anyone that I want to be. Because I'm doing me. Yeah. And then and then be upset about the repercussions is, yes, you still need to have community. You still have times that you need to pay to play. So this by no means all the subject matter we're going in doesn't say, okay, you got your narcissist card. Now it's just about you and what you want to do all the time. That is not you do you. It is, yes, it's it's finding what makes you tick, um, what you love about yourself and really being unapologetically yourself. Sometimes, yes, you do have to come off as being maybe a little bit of a jerk sauce, but also like there's a point instead of just being like, hmm, it's all about me. I just, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the interesting thing when you hit your F word years, your 40s and 50s, your or like you deep into those. Yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. Your time that you have to pretend or to be somebody you're not goes away really fast. So if you think about it, like when you're in high school, you want to maybe be or mimic. Uh, It's so funny, I guess, as a parent, like you look at some of the trends that the kids yeah, well, it is it, it, you're, like, you're like, that's the dumbest thing I've or, ever seen. Or you look at it, and I remember there's been a lot of trends that have come back, like the 90s. Yeah. And I feel like that was like our day. And I look at it, and I was like, that is exactly like if I would have kept my clothes, you're not reinventing anything. For sure. But the point that I'm trying to bring up is all of a sudden you leave high school, and then you kind of get a little bit outside of high school. And then all of a sudden you lose track of a few people because you realize same place, same time, same environment, but really never connected on a personal level. Like it was a situational level, but never really connected. Then you get into your college years and all of a sudden, you know, you're still trying to be, you know, trying to be what's accepted. You're trying to fit in with everybody. And then you get outside of your college years and realize, you know, same thing happens. You, all these people you're around you might have a handful of them left over that you really connected with that, you know, authentically knew who you were and they, they saw through all the BS and you saw through all their BS and, and you connected on that level. Then you get married and that 
that the magical year, the magical year, best years of my life. But, oh, oh my gosh. I, what, I feel like sarcasm in no, that. Oh, no. Deep sarcasm. No. Anyway, so carry any, on. Anyway, you get into your married years, and all of a sudden, that friend group whittles down even further. And then you have kids, and the exact same thing happens. Because what happens- Well, and a lot of times, I think when you have kids, you become friends with a lot of times parents that their kids play the same sports. Well, but- even more so, you don't have time to pretend to be somebody you're not. Yeah. I, um, one of our good friends, uh, Jen Hancock, I've been friends with her. So if you're listening, big shout out, Jen. But I remember I've known her since I was in my later 30s. And I remember right around when I was turning 40, she's like, welcome to turning your 40s because it's the age where you just don't have time to care. And I that has stuck with me is... To the point where you gravitate, like Quinn said, to people you have more in common with, you have a limited amount of time and that. Well, along those same lines too, you don't have time, but I think you spend so much of your adolescent years uh, trying to understand this concept that you burn out your ability to do it. Like you've done it for too long that you get to a point where you're like, yeah, no, no, I'm just not going to do that anymore. It's over. Yeah. And I mean, just on, like we've talked about being, you know, going back to when you're younger and, you know, kind of, uh, your, your formidable years is even with our kids, a lot of times, you know, and if you have kids, they talk about this from the time they're in like second grade on is I'll be like, this kid's popular. And so it's one of those that Quinn and I will always ask our kids, like, what makes them popular? Explain to me why. And there's been like a few of them, they've sat there and thought and they're like, I don't know, because I've been told that. And so I believe it. And I was like, well, do you think like, what's this idea of being popular? Or if there's been like once or twice, they come back and they're like, this person is popular. And they're like, because they're nice to everybody. And I'm like, boom, there you go. That's a keeper. Right. Oh, that one's a keeper. That's, that's a keeper. <laughs> that's a good one. So, um, yeah, it is one of those that I know that that sounds very juvenile, but even fast forward, I mean, you could be, you know, in your fifties, you know, is it, are you trying to stay in a certain group? Like, what is your reasoning for it? So, or is it because they're nice or you, you, you know, it's this give and take and you feel that there's value of that. Absolutely. So I just finished the book and I know I've talked about it before on you this did? podcast. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I haven't heard anything about it. Well, I told you to read it. And you haven't I, read I haven't it read it. But I just finished a book called The Four Agreements and uh, really good. But one of, the, uh, one of the quotes that came out of this that I really liked was, we pretend to be what we are not because we are afraid of being rejected. The fear of being rejected becomes the fear of not being good enough. Eventually, we become someone we are not. Rather, we end up becoming a copy of others' beliefs and or expectations. All of this is done out of a desire to please others. So, like I said, similar to looking at, you know, junior high, high school is... Are you, you know, are you trying to do stuff of that, you know, that FOMO, that fear of missing out, fear of not being in that group? Are you trying to like wear the same clothes or be a certain way? And I know that it's juvenile, but it's one if you sit back and kind of look around, it's the same playing board as adults. It's just a little bit different sometimes. Ask yourself how many things you've gone to or how many things you've been part of. Where you've been like, yeah, this just is not my thing. It's like Megan is very vocal about karaoke, the ancient art of karaoke. Yeah. Just to clear this up, this is my reason with karaoke. Okay. I am all about supporting karaoke. All about it. I like to sit there. If you want to get up and sing, it is not my thing. I. It is not ever been. I don't want to get up in front of people and sing. It's just, I don't even care about being embarrassed. It's just not my thing, but the whole entire night, people are like, you got to pick a song. You got to go out there. You got to do it. And so the whole night, instead of them saying, Hey, I want to go do this song and they go up and have fun and I cheer them on. And that's my enjoyment. They ruin my night because it's like almost like trying to peer pressure me into doing what I absolutely hate doing. So it's like me taking you bowling. I, well, I retired from bowling. Quinn hates bowling. Well, here's the thing. 
I did want to be Magic Johnson with the wizard, not Magic Johnson, <laughs> Michael Jordan with the wizards. Like I wanted to go out on the top like the bulls. Well, you said you didn't like bowling because you felt like it hurt your fingers and it's sweaty. Well, like it in was the like whole- I went I went bowling once and I like it was New Year's Eve circa like 2004, maybe 2005. And we went bowling and I just declared afterwards. Uh, this was like 28 years of age. I was there with Megan and I was there with some friends and I said, I'm done bowling. I mean, you have come out of retirement. Well, I've done exhibition games like yeah it's like, like but he lets the kids know he's like i'm coming out of retirement for this bowling experience it's kind of like tyson just had a fight it was an exhibition yeah fight. It and wasn't, it's like the kids know it's a big deal yeah it's it's <laughs> i i'll i come out every now and again for exhibition purposes yeah. but like i'm still retired yeah like i just get no enjoyment out of it so karaoke i, I retired so megan that's my name what in your opinion, does you do you mean? Uh, in my opinion, it's really when it boils down to it is do what you think is best. You should know you better than anybody else, right? What is it that you enjoy the most? It makes you happy, you know? And it's one of those, I know it sounds ridiculous to draw such a hard line on karaoke, but I'm like, I hate it. It took me years to be like, I don't like it. And <laughs> well, so it's one of those that like what suits your personality. Now with karaoke, I will say Quinn, on the other hand, he has an, a voice of an angel, pure angel. And he loves to do karaoke to suspicious minds and he nails it. Like literally he's the guy that gets up there and he's pointing to the crowd. And Usually it's, it's the ladies of senior age. Yeah. And, I- and it's like, they're, they're like swoon and, <laughs> It is, I enjoy, my enjoyment is watching Quinn in his element as far as that. So it's like, I'll meet him there and he knows enough that he's never going to be like, Hey, what song are you doing? Cause he knows that it's a hard line, but that is for me is I was like, that is just not my enjoyment. I've been forced to get up there. And every time I'm like, yep, nope, I do not like karaoke. You want to know what my thought process is on you? Do you? Yeah, let's hear it. I think it's. It's getting yourself involved into what really makes you tick. It's it's the whole, hey, this may not be everybody else's cup of tea, but this is what I really like to do and being 100% okay with it. Yeah. And being unapologetic. We've talked a lot in our episodes is, and I, I think what holds you back from that is like we talked about is that fear of, well, if I, if I really do you know, kind of follow what I want to do or be unapologetic about myself. Is it going to change this friendship? Or you might end up walking alone. Yes. And there's a lot of times that you do because you're like, this is what I want to do or Hey, like that's really not my thing. So why don't you give us the dictionary's definition of. So dictionary similar to what I talked about is do what you think is best what you enjoy the most or what suits your personality. So that is, if you look it up, the dictionary of you do you. And I think the biggest thing that holds us back on this is what other people's, other people's opinion or what other people think. So really stop thinking about what other people want you to do and start asking yourselves, why are you doing what you're doing? I think we can all look at examples where we did something we're like why are we doing this right and really are you only doing it because of what others think or to be accepted and we've talked about identities in the past there's times that we've both been engaged in something maybe too long because of just because of what others think or just holding on to that identity so if you spend all your time thinking about others you're just wasting a ton of time because you're not you're not doing the things that really bring you the satisfaction that you want. Yeah, and so Quinn and I, I think especially because we're not the oldest, uh, we're more. You know, Quinn's the third child in his family. I'm the fourth. I am the quintessential the, middle child. You are the quintessential, and so I think we are naturally people pleasers. Both Quinn and yeah, I. Yeah, we're the kind of people, and we've gotten a thousand. Times I mean, there's better. been times where we've had to call each other out and be like. 
we just seriously took the short end of the stick or ended up paying three times the amount of splitting it because we don't want to make it uncomfortable or voice our opinion or we've spent all all day doing something we didn't want to do because we're like, well, maybe that might hurt their feelings if we say we don't want to do that. You yeah, know, kind of down. It's it's how we've naturally been hardwired. And I will say it's taken a lot of time to break. Yes. But again, it's not saying that there isn't that room. It's it's not our narcissist card of saying, well, I am not ever going to do anything that I don't want to do. That is not what we're saying. It's just looking at it saying how much in your life is dictated. There is part of your life with your job, your family, you know, in, you know, certain engagements, but is it, is it eating up over 50% of what you want to be doing? If yeah. that, that is, then, I mean, look at that and evaluate it. Yes. You know, 15, 20% of the time, you're probably going to have to do things that isn't exactly what you want to do. You can't say, I don't ever want to do yard work, but I live in a nature way and screw them. If they, <laughs> you know, they give me, there are certain things that you have to pay to play. Oh yeah. Well, and, and I think what we talked about too, is when you're a pleaser, you're, you're automatically thinking of others, right? So others are going to have their opinion according to their belief system or what they see as a cultural norm. So really nothing they think about me or you or Megan is really about me. It's about them. Yeah. And that's, I think really, if you look at it of, we've talked a lot, you know, kind of like stay in your lane, right? Is I think a lot of times in your life, if there's someone that, you know, has kind of made a change around, you know, kind of in their life. And that is instead of sitting there and saying, well, well I, this isn't my, can I interrupt you for a second? Yeah. I think people's natural tendency, if somebody does something that's out of the norm, you act, you automatically want to criticize it. Yes. And that's what I'm saying is I think that's, that's, I think human nature, it's human nature to be like, huh, that's different, but look at it and say, how does that affect your daily life? Does that affect you? Because we talked about that in stay in your lane is there are so many things that you spend time, like energy bandwidth on things that do not affect you that you're either going to burn a bridge with a friend or you're going to have this strong like opinion and it had when it boils down it's not going to affect you whatsoever or nor do you really have any say over it yeah you don't it's like you can be the biggest uh Tom Brady fan but you're I do like Tom Brady. I know you do he is yeah. going to hell cuz he, he sold the soul to the devil but anyway anyway my point is you can be the biggest Tom Brady fan in the world it's not going to affect what call he plays or yes. what play he calls. I'm sorry. Like he he's gonna make his call no matter what. You being such a big fan, you don't have any say over that. So honestly, stop thinking so much about what others think about you and be comfortable with yourself. Now I don't want that to come off as sounding don't think of others, because you should always be cognizant of others, but not to but, the point but to are where you it's me? detrimental yeah. to yourself. Because I think we've all been in situations where we've taken others opinions and feelings and we've taken them and we've played them way before our own mental health or our own happiness. Yeah. And I think there, we've known many people that have, you know, either um, they've stayed in a situation that they were so unhappy and really when it boiled down to it, it was, I'm going to do this because I'm afraid of what others will think. That is their driving you know, reason of being stuck in that situation more so than like, Hey, I want to step out of this and I want to find happiness in my life. So they're almost being like content in a way being unhappy because they're like, it will be perceived by other people. If I make it look like I have the white picket fence, everything's okay. Then I look like I'm holding it together. And really when it boils down to it is if you're unhappy, you need to work towards what is going to make you happy. That doesn't mean burn bridges, but if it means that a person that is an acquaintance is going to have a hard judgment, I mean, really when it boils down, they didn't understand you or spend the time to understand your why. Were you guys situationally friends? Yes. Because there are friends that are that. Yeah. Which is okay. Yeah. Which is totally okay. So part of this though is we talked about you know, 
the natural tendency when somebody decides to be themselves of the first thing is like super judgment. Like, and it can be as simple as somebody decides to get into super good shape and they're like, Oh, they're, they're out of control. Or Megan's had it where, you know, she's had mom say, well, you must not care about your children or. Yeah. I even think too, is there's been multiple people I know that have gone through divorce. And I think it's, um, a huge time in their life where they're, they're doing that soul searching. Yeah. They're finding themselves. And I think a lot of times we all know them. It's finding quotes thing that th- is going to give themselves peace. And there are people and look at yourself. How many times have you scrolled through, you know, Instagram on a story and been like, Oh, I'm judging. Yeah. Well, and it's where they're trying to like, they're trying to search to find themselves and their happiness. That doesn't affect you whatsoever. You are getting a glimpse of that person's life. So more so is like, why isn't it saying you do you? And if I can support you, let me support. Okay, So that's the point I'm trying to make Yeah, is the point I'm trying to make is, you know, is if you are going out to be unapologetically yourself, if you're going out there with the whole concept of you do you, that doesn't also give you carte blanche to judge everybody that doesn't accept what you're doing, or it doesn't give you carte blanche to pass judgment on other people. Because you know what? We I just finished talking about, you know, really there's, I in the quote it says, uh, so really nothing they think is about me. It's really about, or nothing they, ah, I'm killing this. So, so rewind, nothing they rewind. think about me is really about me. It's about them. Okay, so if somebody else has a feeling or a total comfort of where they're at, just because you've decided to do something different doesn't give you the ability to go back and judge them because they might be perfectly happy. They might be doing them as best possible, and they're really happy with that. So just because all of a sudden you you get this, um, you figure out who you are and all that, it doesn't give you any right to sit there and pass judgment on everyone else. No, it, it, because then it's like a, just a cycle that just keeps running of this judgment of, you know, back and forth. So change that narrative yep. for sure. So um, I think um, with this, so on that search is, we've talked about opinions and all of that is number one is getting to a point that you are going to be comfortable with yourself. And Quinn and I know um, this very much. So that is an easy statement to put out there, but we are, it's, we're not perfect. Um, we are on this, this journey of really you know, having that self-love and, you know, with that UBU is finding and being comfortable with who you are. Yeah. And don't assume that if you're a little bit different than everyone else, that there's something wrong with you. Yeah. And I think for years, um, we absolutely love where we live. I feel like I don't tick necessarily like every, I wouldn't even say every neighbor because I think there's people, everybody's kind of going through the same thing, but forever there was a slight judgment that I was like, Oh, everybody's just copy and paste and they're the same. And that was my judgment of being like, well, I don't fit. So I need to change and be different. And I think there was a point where I had to kind of step back and I needed to find more of being comfortable with myself and also stop with the judgment. Like we talked about of realizing, yeah, they might not tick exactly like I do. They don't need to. It doesn't mean they're wrong. That doesn't mean they're wrong. And I can have friends that have totally different opinions than I do, but we have, you know, something in common that brings us together. Which is crazy. Cause if you think about like in today's culture, it's almost like if you don't have the exact same opinion as everyone else, you're canceled. You're it's almost to the point where you're not even entitled to an opinion, which is crazy. So, uh, you know, the next point I we'd like to hammer out is genuinely get to a point in your life where you do not care what people think. And so what I mean by this is it's really easy, and I'm, I'm going to use an example here. It's really easy to say that and be like, oh, I don't care what anybody thinks. So being a musician, this is what I think is so nuts, is we'll play a gig, and let's say, 99, let's say there's 100 people there. 
that's a good night now when I'm being old. Yeah. Not like the old days. Hey. Yeah, but yeah. I'll take it. So let's say there's- It's a, your bowling league. Yeah, there, let's say- Without the bowling. Without the, I, I retired from bowling. I know. That's why I'm but saying it's say, your bowling league. Let's without, say 99 people come and enjoy it. And let's say one person comes up after. One person. It says, ah, I didn't like that. was crappy or whatever. It throws off the mojo. Totally. Uh, and you know, you know that from work. Megan can teach a class and- like there's, week, there's weeks I'll see 300 people plus and there could be one person that comes out and it will just stick in my brain. So this is a hard thing to realize of being like, wow, that one negative comment really got to me. So why is it that we let one person's opinion? Let's say, let's say, you know, and we, this happens all the time with, you know, we've got girls. So there's always cattiness that goes on and they can have a plenty of friends, all that, but one person's opinion that they don't even really interact with can derail their entire self-confidence. Or like I mentioned, I could play a gig, feel like I did a really good job and one person's opinion can throw everything off. Yeah. So two things on that. One is I've seen a quote, probably most of you guys have, but it, it talks about why are you accepting judgment or someone's opinion like that you would never go to advice from? So I'm not saying that it, it's hard to turn that off, but it's like Quinn isn't going to go necessarily and ask that random person for guitar advice. Does that make sense? I'm not saying that there's not ever anything valid in what they're saying. So it's not like, Ugh, screw you, but also like look at it and say, if there's someone that is like giving you this negative judgment, would you ever go to them for advice? I'm going to take it a step further. Yeah. Doubling down. Okay. As opposed to advice, I'm going to say someone you respect. Yeah. So I had a mentor of mine tell me friendship is cheap. You can become friends with somebody sitting on an airplane, right? Yeah. Like you can become friends with somebody. It's like I, so my son and I, Logan, we have man camp coming up. Yeah, tomorrow. He, he's going to skateboard camp for the whole week and we're taking the camper up there. I drop him off in the morning. I go to work, pick him up afterwards, and then we go back and, you know, man camp. So anyway, the point that I was trying to make about that is he goes to the campground and he's friends. We call him the ambassador because yeah. he time, makes friends. Like he'll be like even adults. He'll be like, "Yeah, that's Joe. He's from Nebraska. He's out here for two weeks, and he invited me to go over for s'mores yeah. later." And we're like, "We're with, we're with the family." <laughs> like so, by the time we're done, he's legitimately friends with everybody there. So what I mean by that is friendship is cheap, and that's not to determine like deter yeah. from it. It's just it's easy to become friends with somebody. But if you think about the people in life that you truly respect, that's, that's a difficult thing. It's there's, there's very few people that you're like, wow, I really respect respect enough that you go to for job advice that you go to for relationship advice. And so my whole point is now, if one of those people calls you out on your BS, then it's totally cool because you respect them. Well, And there's, there's like grounds for it. And like, there's grounds. Yeah. yeah. And they, and they've earned that right. But if some total random stranger is giving you crap for, you doing what you're doing, they have no right. Like, but yet as it's human nature to almost take that in as a respected. Yeah. Where you're almost like, where you'll believe it before you'll believe the person you respect. Yeah. And so with that, um, on the other side of it, especially cause Quinn and I talked about, you know, that one person that could stand out is, um, Quinn and I, because we are very, I don't, I don't want to say necessarily sensitive to it, but we've been in so many situations where, you know, there's hundreds of people and that one person says it, and it's almost slightly devastating because you're putting your heart and soul into something. And this could be at work or, you know, wherever it is. And so Quinn and I have taken it a step further where almost our kids are like, okay, here we go. It's like, we started going to yoga with our girls. Namaste. Namaste. And um, every single class, they know we're going to go, we're going to wipe down our mats, we're going to roll them up, and we're going to walk right up to the instructor and tell them how much we appreciated their class. And it's one of those that I know that's simple, but it is one of those that I almost, I'm like, I want to counteract that. Because think of how many times, like you might walk away from something. It might be a great class. It might be a great meeting that one of your coworkers gave. Nobody gives feedback. 
there's always going to be that negative energy. So try, I'm very much, I'm big into, you know, paying it forward, that karma, karma. Anyway, and so use that and look at it and say, what is it that you're doing throughout your day that you're like, that person put time and effort into? Now, if they royally sucked, I you don't necessarily need to go share their opinion unless you're their boss. Well, it doesn't even mean that you, like, if I go to a class, like, and I enjoy, it's like I went to a spin class like a year ago and the person was, they played queen the whole time, which I like queen, but it's nah. like they one were, song. Yeah. yeah. They were, okay. Maybe not. Well, no, I like queen, but like, is it crazy? The little thing called, love? that's the worst song that's ever been. And just written. so you guys know that Quinn one time they were like trying out a new, no, I got asked to play in a band. Oh yeah. And, and I then, went over there and they played crazy little thing called and love. You packed up your stuff and left and said, <laughs> I am not in this band. Speaking of judgy. Yeah. Well, you can pass judgment on music all day long, <laughs> but the point behind it is you have to be authentic to what you really like. Yeah. You know, in, in, in that degree, like in a crazy little thing called love. But my point <laughs> going back to Megan's class is, or the spin class was the lady was singing along. She played crazy little thing called love, which I couldn't stand, but she still taught a good class. You, was, you came out and was like, yeah. she was being authentic to herself. And I went and told her, I said, thank you. That was a good, good, good class. Was it good? Yes. Was it exactly what I like? Was no. it your cup of tea? It no. Was 100%. But it was still a good class and she was being authentically herself. Now, to the rest of the group, it may have been their perfect Yeah, thing. but I mean, there are so many times, guys, so many times that I've had someone that goes up and, and not saying Quinn would ever do this, but go up and say, hey, I didn't like when you play crazy little thing called love and then pack up and go. And you're like, okay. So, I mean, I know that that is definitely, we're talking in the fitness industry and there's always room to grow, but look at it. What is it something that people around you are putting effort into and that you're trying? And are you always giving that negative comment back? Because, you know, like looking at it, if how can you pay it forward? Yeah. Go spend the extra two seconds to make someone's day Instead of just like think in your head, wow, that was great. That was a great meeting or, you know, whatever it may be, because I guarantee you guys, that is one of those things that you might even trickle down to your kids mm. that you think that you are telling them and they are seeking for that appraise. So, um, you know, like they'll get in the car after a game and you might be in your head being like, wow, my kid knocked it out of the park. It is one of those that like start paying it forward and it just gets easier and easier and easier. So Again, is um, don't listen to those just like the one negative comment from someone you wouldn't take, you know, advice or respect and try to pay it forward. So talking about not being everyone's cup of tea. No. No, no, you are not everyone's cup no, of tea. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're going to go to rehab there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So no, you're not everyone's cup of tea. There will be judgment. That is based off of there who, will be judgment. who you are and that judgment's based off of what they believe and what they like and what they're into. So, you know, just because well, I think a lot of times people approach it and it's like they put themselves in every scenario. So they're like, oh, if I was in there, I would have done this. And it's them projecting a lot of themselves in that or their comfort zone. You know, we've talked about Megan being a marathon bully and well, no, Whoa. total yeah. marathon bully. And where I had to finally say, stop trying to talk everybody into yeah, running. True. Like, it is true, guys. Like, stop. Truth. Just stop. Like, if they say they don't want to do it, stop. Like, it's not, it's not accomplishing anything. But my point that I'm trying to bring up is, you know, as you do you, you're going to face some judgment. But I do think as you become more authentically yourself and more confident, more comfortable with yourself... That judgment doesn't matter because once again, that's based off of what they believe and what they like and what they want. Yeah. And the people that are judging, is it someone again, that really at the end of the day, I know it's going to sound harsh, but do you really care? Do they have that experience or anything to base their judgment well, off yeah. of more so than what their comfort zone is or what their belief or 
Well, and how involved is that person into your actual day in day out life that it even makes any kind of difference? Yeah. Now, if it like Quinn said, if it's someone that you're like, man, this is someone that is in, you know, that you respect. Yeah, you respect and that then I think it's like, hey, let's sit down and talk about this. Um, So up next is to be vocal, what you like and what you need. So with this. Um, those around you are not mind readers. Yeah. We had a little bit of that early in our marriage. Yeah. And it was one of those that I know it sounds ridiculous, but I, you know, is one that I definitely think men and women, our brain, we function differently. And to me, I'm like, okay, you know, A, B and C means like, this is clean. And I would think with Quinn, I'd be like, oh, he read my mind that all those things should be done. And I remember Quinn earlier on, like we, you know, our biggest arguments would be, you know, I kind of would go on the attack and Quinn would stop and say, all you got to do is ask. Just let me know. Like, I will do it. If you think about any relationship, whether it be spousal, boyfriend, girlfriend, whether it be boss, whether it be, whether it be just work, most of the time issues arise or problems come up because you're not vocal about yeah, what Yeah, and you, you need to be it's usually your a, advocate. Yeah, it's usually a communication issue, 100%. Yeah, and then it, you don't communicate and then the person on the other side's like trying to come up with a scenario of why, what's going on. And that's where it just leads down this like vicious cycle. So if you just stop and say, okay, this is what, um, what I like, this is what I need. And that, and I think communicating that too. So let's take it for instance, let's say your thing is not necessarily like going to big parties, right? Like you're more of like, Hey, I'm more of a one-on-one small group. And that is not necessarily having to go in this big explanation about a party, but you know, through dialogue, like with friends or whatever is to have that conversation, just kind of being like, Hey, this isn't my thing, it makes me uncomfortable, but I would love to get together. And like, I'm all about going to lunch or coffee shop, catching up and having that one-on-one conversation that is communicating to, to people around you of like what you like, what you need. So you're not feeling this pressure of always just giving in because you're like, "Uh, I'm going to go do something that absolutely is not my thing. So along those same lines, um, do not assume others make decisions based on how it will affect you. I think that's probably the biggest form of narcissism. Yeah. As you assume that everybody out there is make is doing things to plot against you or they're making decisions on how it can or can affect your life. Yeah. And I think how many times have you sat there and been like, well, they're doing this because of this and this and this, let's be honest guys. We are in our F weird, F word years. F weird. F weird. Yeah. I mean, it could be that too, but, um, we don't have time. That is one of the things that we severely lack in, um, the F words. And so stop making up these ideas in your head that everything is based off of you. Cause that person, honestly, they have work, they have kids, they, you know, they're trying to stay afloat and try to be social and have friends. They're not making their day in day out decisions based on you. Well, and I think once again, if you do feel that way, communicate. Yes. But like 99% of problems in this world can be solved by overly communicating. Yeah. And I, I think part of that is educate people. Yep. Like I said, is um, learn to have those slightly uncomfortable conversations. It's going to get weird. It's going to get weird. But um, it's only weird if you make it weird. Yes. But educate people because we all tick differently. Instead of, you know, like I've had friends now that like, and Quinn knows this enough. They'll be like, we're going to karaoke. And Quinn will just turn to me. He's like, I don't expect you to get up in karaoke. And I'm like, okay. And I also, I also announce... (laughs) She will not be singing. Like. Yeah, and Quinn will just put it down. And as soon as one person in the group's like, make it. And he's like, not her thing. She's here to support and have fun. And it's like one of those because I've educated my why. And so, you know, it's one that I can go enjoy myself. So Absolutely. I know- or I've told Megan, I do not like going out with giant groups of people. It has yeah. nothing to do with social anxiety. It's just... Or anything like that. It's that you get there, you can't talk to anybody. It's too like it's well, just- yeah. And how many times have you gone out with a big group of people and it's fun? 
It's fun. But you go Not out. Not that I'm totally anti, no, but no, I don't. No, no, no. But it's the kind of deal, like, there would be so many times we get in the car, and I'd be like, hey, who did you talk to? And Quinn's like, I had little micro conversations with everyone, and I couldn't really necessarily hear enough to have, like, a dialogue. And so both Quinn and I have realized throughout the last about, I think, year and a half, two years that we do better small groups and really having more of an intimate hangout. I know that sounds scandalous. I promise you it's not a swingers club. No, 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 not a swingers club. There's no pineapples. Yeah, no pineapple. But more so where we can sit. Our idea of fun is literally going to dinner and sitting back and talking. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Going, you know, or going, we're on, not that boring. We do a lot of fun. No, stuff. No, or too. <laughs> going for a hike and like sitting up and like talking, like just getting to know people better instead of going with a big group and not knowing. And the, the big group is fine, but it took us forever to get to that point where we're like, it's just not, not our thing. It's not my bag, baby. Yeah. So the next one about you doing you is get good at saying no. And this doesn't mean being a big skadoosh to everybody. Yeah. This does not mean that you got your narcissist card and you're like, because we talked about at the beginning is there is a percentage that you need to pay to play. That's to keep your job. You can't go to your boss and be like, no, no. But it's like, for example, Megan and I have been asked to go to certain concerts and it's normally we'll go see anybody. But if it's somebody that we just really don't want to see, it has nothing to do with the people that are asking us. It's just like, yeah, that's just not where I I just don't want to go. It's just not my thing. It's not what I want to go do. Yeah. And I think if you are saying no to is what are you saying yes to? Absolutely. Is and that might mean that you're like, man, I have had a stressful work week. And so these people asked if we could go out um, to dinner or whatever it may be. And I'm going to say no, but it's because I need a minute to have me time. Yeah. But like our friend Suzette said, when you say no to something, figure out what you're saying yes yeah, to. And, it so could, if and that it's means, okay to say yes to yourself. Like I need if self-care. If that means me time yes. and some some good time in the USS Pleasure Cooker, that's our hot tub. That's a hot tub. Yeah. So they're not like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. We're talking where, swingers, where, hot where tubs, do, where, do I, where do I buy one of those? Yeah. But no, it means just that you're saying yes to something else. Yeah. And so with that is get, we said, get good at saying no and knowing your boundaries and what you need. So look at it of what you need need. That doesn't mean that if you commit to do something just because at the last minute you don't feel like doing it, you're like, peace out. You need to have a reason. But good at, get good at saying yes, meaning yes to something that it might scare you. It might be something you're like, I've never mountain biked, but I love the mountains, but it scares the crap out of me. I want to do something or I want to go on this trip. I'm going to say yes to it. And it is being something that is going to be your passion, your personality. You're saying yes to you. Well, I think part of uh, you being you is figuring out ways to take time for what you need out of your daily routine. For example, the QB. The QB. That's me. (laughs) That's me. Not me. That's him. Yeah. I need some me time. Yes. That's the way I'm wired. I, I need some time to myself. I need me time. And I really get that from going to the gym. I know I've talked about it like a broken record. I go early in the morning, but I cannot tell you how happy that makes me to have just some time to myself to go get a good workout in before my whole day gets crazy, before the phone starts ringing, before the kids need me, before I have any... It's like just pure freedom before well, anybody and I think that it is anything. It is... Hundred percent, you're giving that to yourself. Yeah, it's it's you. It's and I think that in the F word years, um, our time, like we talked about, is so limited that a lot of times that is what gets left out is saying yes to yourself. Yeah, and so that could be anything from a workout, could be just taking some downtime, like. You know, let's say you're at work, you're losing your mind. Maybe you just get up from your desk and you go walk around, you go walk out of the office, walk down the street and back, take 10 minutes, come back in and go, okay, I'm good. Or just if you're, if you're a mom with young kids, maybe that's your, you know, your husband comes home and say, I just need to go for a walk. You've got this, you know, it's yeah. And I I remember uh, when our kids were really little 
Quinn came home uh, one day and I was like, I need to go to Target. And he was like, what do we need? I'm like, I don't think we need anything. I just need a moment. And I got fully dressed. Like, I mean, I'm always dressed, but like. You didn't go <laughs> like a, like a. I mean, it'd been awesome to go to Target just buck Just naked. topless. Yeah. Partially no, dressed. Yeah. No, what meaning is like, um, I, you know, was fully dressed for the day. Like, not that I was like had any real reason, but I was like, I'm going to feel like a normal human go to target. I went, walked the aisles for about a half hour, 45 minutes. And I felt like a new person, you know, cause they put crack. Yeah. There's, in there there, in there's something that, uh, <laughs> something, something they put in their ventilation system that appeals to the estrogen. Yeah. And I got good at saying yes. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. A target <laughs> makes you say yes. Yes. Get good at saying yes. Okay. So this next one, we talked a little bit of, about judging others. Like, so when you, you're working towards being unapologetically you saying yes to yourself, learning to say no, um, all those things, setting boundaries is, um, Work on not being bitter and angry that everyone out there does not understand you because you've made a change. And and I, I do see this, that people are like, okay, well, I'm moving towards what is my true unapologetic self. But then there's a point where they start getting super angry that they're like, well, this person's judging. Yeah. Like, yeah, we shouldn't judge. But at the same time, like, are you going to let that person again, dictate your whole entire life where that person might not matter or you thought they did and you try to educate them on, you know, this, this, uh, what you needed and all of that. And they're not on board. That is where you kind of look at it and say, okay, like, were we as good of friends as I thought, or did they understand me or what was the glue that helped or held us together? Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's interesting because just like we talked about earlier on in the episode about like that one person that comes up, like one thing that I, I took from my book, the four agreements, I know I keep plugging this thing, but you guys should really read it. It's, it's, it's we're, quick, we're not getting paid from yeah, that. Book, it's, it's a quick 200 pages, but it's you, you are allowing that. And really the freedom that you can gain is when you no longer allow that into your life. Like you're allowing somebody to ruffle your feathers. So when Megan says, don't get bitter or angry, you allow that it, that person is, they might be passing judgment hundred percent based off of how they figured out life should work for them. That's not for you. Yeah. And look at it and say, okay, that, that is something that they wouldn't feel comfortable with, but this is me. Yes. But and it's hard to do. It's easier said than done. All of this 100%. is hundred percent. All and of this I, and is. I know. I know we're we're talking about this because it's something that we're trying to work on. Yes. Um, next is seek out your niche. Your niche. Your niche. Well, yeah. I mean, when we're talking about you doing you, there's there's a point where I, you know, I I brought up this story uh, in an earlier episode about my sister and about how she was kind of like had to fill out this form. At, at a church meeting and it was kind of like, what are you into? What are your passions? What are your hobbies? And she had a total like meltdown. Moment yeah. Where of, she was like, I've raised my kids. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of like, who am I? Right. Like what, what makes me tick? And so part of that is if, if you're sitting there listening to this episode and you're saying, I don't know what makes me tick. We'll be open. Yeah. like Try new it, things. Like, I, you know, it's interesting. We've met people that have like, in their F word years have, for example, you know, skiing is a big deal because we live 10 minutes from a ski resort, but have tried it for the first time in their lives and have loved it. And have and, absolutely, and, and, all, and then there's other people who've tried it and hated it. Yeah. And with that being said is don't town talk what you're doing. We're not out in your forties and fifties. I mean, there's very few percentage, probably not even 1% of the people in our age group that are at the top of their game, the best skiers, the best, this, the best, that. And so look at it and just be like, yeah, I started doing this and I'm trying it out. Um, don't or, be like, oh, yeah, like I suck. Yeah. Don't or, talk or what I, you're, you're doing. I think the greatest thing about being in your F word years with that stuff is you're not doing it to be a pro. You're no, not, that's what you're I'm not saying. Is like, you're not going to like pro. Super cool. 
you're doing it because you enjoy it. It's like I've got a I've got a coworker and he uh, he met us up skiing the other day, Brian. Or not, I shouldn't say the other day, but when we went to Sun Valley. Yeah, about four and, or five and, months ago. And he was like, I'm all about slow and fun. Like, yeah. you know, he's like, my days of like ripping are over. He's like, I just like to cruise. And, but with that, pure enjoyment. So he's doing exactly what he, he wants to do. Yeah. So don't, don't down talk. If you are trying something new, don't down talk it, you know, look at it and just be like, yeah, I love it. You're not out to be the best of the best. Well, You're out for, you know, to have a hobby or to have an enjoyment in your life. It's like, we all love namaste in our family. Yeah. The, the yoga. Yeah. Yoga Gaba. Yeah. But none of us are very flexible. No. If you came to class, you would be like, I don't know if those people are athletic. Like, <laughs> but it doesn't mean you can't enjoy it. Doesn't no, we mean go you, and we have a great time. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, I, and then we make fun of each other amongst us about who's the least amount flexible, but you know, that that's for another. So if you don't know where you're at, try and find it. Yeah. Um, next is get to the point where you do not need, um, Oh, 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 sorry. Sorry. I'm jumping ahead. Be valuable enough to people that they will accommodate you. So with this being said, I want to, I want to set the scene. So let's say you, you doing you might be that you could be way more effective working from home. Like Quinn, for instance, he does so like he can like get so much done working from home versus being in an office, like to a point where Quinn had to be like, I need to try to be more social because I, he just was like, I'm in work mode and I don't want to go have to BS with everyone in the office. And you realize, Hey, I, that's an important part of yeah, it. Yes. Yeah. I, I just can't go in and just get a yeah, ton of work But done. what I'm saying is, let's say like you're in an office setting and you're like, you know, to accommodate my schedule, all of this, I feel like I could be very valuable if I worked from home, it would be better, you know, on gas money, whatever it may be, right? So if you go into your boss and you're like, I want to work from home, but you're not making your numbers or you're not like valuable enough, they're going to be like, uh, I don't know if you're going to get your stuff done because you're not really getting it done in the office. So it's one of those, if you want it to be where people accommodate you, show your value in it and become the best you at your job, whatever it may be, because then people are going to be way more accommodating because they're like, wow, you know, like this person over here, they're our number one salesperson. Okay, cool. Like, yeah, you want to work from home? Let's try it out. Let's see if your numbers change, then let's come back and like revisit it. But, um, yeah, like you're slaying it. So let's try it out along those exact same lines. Be so successful that others reevaluate what they think of you. And what I mean by successful, that can be a work setting, but it can also be your own happiness. Yeah. Meaning that like, if you're doing you to a point that like, like, you know, you're given light, like people look at you and they're like, wow, I want to be with that person that people reevaluate and go, I guess it's not that weird. Or I guess that person's really like, yeah. And I think we, we've all started something. I would say majorly, um, we're going to talk about the elephant in the room would probably be the podcast. It's gotten to the point now, um, because we're, you know, well into 30 plus episodes, um, that people were like, Oh, okay. You're still doing this. And, um, but when we started it out, there were so many times that it was just kind of like, what? Why? Like, you know, and Quinn and I, it, it definitely was one that we had to almost be like, okay, earmuffs on. We're doing what we want to do. And our whole point is hopefully we can shine um, some happiness, knowledge to other people. And we have seen that. We have gotten that back. And For we, sure. We appreciate all that feedback because really when we sit down every week and coming forward. I mean, we would love one day if it just took off and, you know, uh, you know, just blew up like meaning the podcast, but really when it boiled down to it is we're like, this is something that, you know, is all, it's our, our own soul searching along the way. And at first it made a lot of people uncomfortable. And I think now people are like, okay, 
Yeah, because we've gotten traction and everybody kind of wants to get on board a little bit more when uh, there is traction. It's like a new restaurant coming in town. Everyone's like, I don't know. Then they try it. Then they try it or they hear enough people. So don't be afraid to do it and to realize that maybe you need to put that earmuffs in and just commit to whatever it is and work on being the best you can. Yeah. Being the best that you can. And, um, you know, like I said, is through this podcast, Quinn and I have learned so much, so, so much, um, one about doing podcasts and two, just, um, like, yeah, growth. And there's been times where Quinn and I have had to stop and be like, I'm going to call myself out yeah, or we need to work on yeah, that or we need to work on that. <laughs> or there's been times where we have had arguments, believe it or not. And we have come back and been like, remember how we talked about that in that episode? Are we doing this for sure? And we've had to be like, reevaluate. Okay, let's go back. Let's, let's get better at, you know, being who we are. Absolutely. Well, to wrap things up here, because this has been delightful, not that I want to end a good thing. Yeah. But to wrap things up, throw a bone to everybody every now and again. So if it's something you're not into, if it's something that like, if it's going to be to the detriment of a good relationship, you know, or it's like your career, you can't say I hate parties and they're throwing the Christmas party and and you just don't go. You don't go. It's the kind of deal that you can suck it up for two hours and go. And that is going to play big into your career. Also throwing a bone too would be like, even though it's not your thing, if it's somebody you respect, a good friend of yours, and you go support them at something, yeah, then that's another big way of, you know, you might not be doing you 100%, but you're supporting someone. Yeah, and I think a huge example of that is um, when we blessed our our kids when yeah. they were babies. And we had a lot of people, they didn't go to the same church or, that we did. Nor did they believe in God. Yeah, or <laughs> we had friends that didn't believe in God, and they were there 100% to support us. And that was huge. And we had a lot of friends that were like, they asked questions. It wasn't like, we're like, Oh, we're bringing them over and we're, you know, but it was because they wanted to understand us. They didn't walk away saying, that's me. I want to do this. But it's one of those is be open of saying, okay, like this is really big to people in my life. Because it wasn't their thing, but they still came to support it. So they They came to support. And you know, you need to make sure in life that you do the same thing to others. Like a good friend, the reach around, the reach around the proverbial, the reach around. We all know what you're saying. Yeah. What do we say? (laughs) Well, everybody uh, that wraps things up for today. So remember you do you, you do you go out there, be the best you can live an authentic life, be unapologetic and live your best life. Keep it classy.